What is going on, my friends? This is Dana with the Light of Day podcast, and I am coming at you with some recaps of the last week with Roe versus Wade and really bringing in the new moon in Cancer Energy conjunct Lilith, who is the dark goddess. We are going to dive deep into the story of the dark goddess, how it applies to each of us as individuals as well as a collective whole, and how we can move forward in our healing from what is the most insane and exhausting um, human experience to date. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Yeah, stay tuned. Cancer is symbolic of the mother, okay, the home, the protector. She represents the the divine feminine, okay? Cancer is a cardinal water sign, and so that means she is the first water sign of the zodiac, and that energy is of initiation, okay? So if we look at the sort of details of cancer she is the divine feminine she is the initiator and she's a water sign so she rules emotions she rules the emotional body so there is a lot being initiated right now in our individual experiences as well as the macrocosm the collective experience okay so first and foremost Cancer teaches us about our feelings, okay? Cancer teaches us that we are safe when we are at home, okay? To feel our feelings, to really dive deep into the depths of the emotional self. Now, because cancer is a cardinal sign and is represented by the crab, right? The crab is housed within a shell, a protective, a hard and protective shell. And so there's safety within. Now, cancer also represents maternal instinct, psychic receptivity, rules home and family, Okay, so this is a very nurturing, protective, and loving energy that we're under. But it's also a harsh energy, okay? There also is a harshness to cancer. Now, the higher seed of cancer, as I just explained, is all of these beautiful, protective, nurturing characteristics, okay? The lower seed of cancer very well has the ability to be manipulative, passive aggressive, um, keep far too much inside of themselves, right? Think about that shell and, and, and going inward and keeping all of those things and, and then having this protective um, outside, right? Building walls, over-concerned with, with safety and protection, um, right? If you think of the crab, it's a little bit skittish and, and, you know, can very easily be frightened. 
Um, so that is the lower, the lower seat of cancer. And so when we know these things, when we know that there are two seats to sit in, we get to choose which seat best suits us. And if we see that this energy is bringing up deep, dark depth of emotion, we can say, okay, I'm going to nurture and hold this and I'm going to sit with it and feel it fully and, and allow the lesson of it to come through. Or we can shield ourselves, protect ourselves, silence it from the outside and really just retreat, go inward and not, not engage with it. Okay. Or try to find a way to interact with it and manipulate it in our favor and true lessons like true life lessons. It's not a manipulation game. It's going to come for you whether you like it or not. So surrendering, right? The feminine urge to surrender is a part of this. But now we're going to talk about the feminine urge to express absolute rage. All right. Who's ready for this? So of course, this new moon in cancer is conjunct Lilith. Now, for those of you who are new to feminine archetypes, welcome. I am too. I've been doing my research for the last couple of years, but I think that this is an ongoing and continued study that helps me deepen my rewilding, my ability to connect to myself, right? Not the external programmed expectation of the good girl, whatever, right? I I pride myself in having reached a certain level of divine understanding that I am powerful exactly as I am. Okay, so we're going to talk about Lilith and I'm going to tell you the story of Lilith. Um, I am going to, yeah, I'm going to tell you the true story of Lilith because it's been completely uh, distorted by... um, the powers that be, so the church. Um, And it's important that we know who she is so that we can determine what stage we are in and so we can determine how to move forward with this rage, okay? So Roe versus Wade was overturned this week. It is not surprising under the astrological energy, okay? New moon in cancer, new beginnings, a new wave of compassionate healing, okay? Compassionate and fierce nurturing. In the sign of cancer, new moon seek to heal all of the parts of us that feel spiritually parched, overprotected, and in need of that fierce nurturing, okay? Cancer rules the home and the family. And so now we're being given this opportunity to intend on coming back home to ourselves in the darkness of the new moon, okay? This is not a time to go balls to the wall and fight everything, okay? This conjunction with Lilith is teaching us something fucking amazing, and I cannot wait to dive into this, and I pray that I don't get so excited that I go off the handles. But if I do, who else is here for it? Because I'm raising my hand. Okay, it's time that we honor every emotion we feel because they all have something to teach us, right? That's like the, my soapbox is feel everything because you're learning in the same breath. 
but instead we've created these overprotective mechanisms that create a contraction to the lesson that creates a, you know, a, a fucking stronghold outward, um, like, no, 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 walls, walls, walls. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to feel rage. I don't want to feel because I was told not to at one point or another, right? That's the soapbox I stand on. It is important that we feel the full range of human emotion because that is what we are here to do in order to create, in order to transmute, in order to transform. We must be a part of our human experience. We must participate in both the highs and the lows. Okay. So Lilith in most biblical texts, Lilith is omitted. She does not exist. Okay. Chris, my partner went to years of, of Catholic school and he had never heard of this story before. And so when I told it, I had this like beaming sense of pride for sort of cracking open another um, falsehood within the foundations of what we believe religion to be versus true spirituality. And that's a whole other conversation um, for a whole other time. But Lilith. Lilith was Adam's first wife. Okay, this is the myth. This is a myth, right? This is a, a story of a divine feminine archetype that was passed on for years and years and years and years, and we have it. And it is important that we continue to tell the story as we know it and not as the Bible, not as the church, not as the state wishes for us to know it. It's important that we know the truth of all things so that we can base our forward momentum off of of truth rather than you know not truth lies so Lilith was Adam's first wife okay she was otherwise referred to as the succubus the queen of the night the prostitute okay she has been shunned from all spiritual hierarchy because of her power okay her energy has been distorted she's been minimized but the truth about Lilith is that she is a matriarch. She is a culmination of energy, a buildup of energy, okay? I want to see if you can really, I want you to sink in and really feel the energy of Lilith, okay? She's not a story that can be told. I don't want you to listen to like the words. I want you to feel Lilith. Because we all house her inside of us, both man and woman, okay? Because we are both masculine and feminine energies combined, and we all have an experience, that Lilith experience, a level of rage, okay? And I'm going to tell you that story right now. So there is the historical, and then there is the mythical. And so we want to make sure that we really do her justice, because historically and biblically, they're not going to tell you her truth. And so here is her truth. Lilith is the daughter of the serpent, okay? Which in the Bible is none other than Mr. Devil himself, the sentinel spirit. And 
she is one of Adam's wives. Okay. She was the first, she was the first wife of Adam. Now, when we, I, I mentioned the serpent, right, being the devil. But when we truly take a look at the serpent, that Kundalini energy, the spine, right, your transformation, the way the serpent moves belly to the earth, that of the earth's wisdom, listens to the earth's whispers, right? Like the serpent is the spirit of the divine feminine energy, okay? Serpent is represented in every, every culture, every religion, every um, ancient tale, right? Holds a story about the serpent or the snake. Now, in my world and in shamanism, the serpent is the starting point of one's divine spiritual awakening. The serpent is faced with a life or death situation of needing to shed skins and not shed it a little bit at a time, but shed it all at once. Did you know that a serpent would literally die? A snake would literally die if it could not shed its entire skin at once because it would suffocate. It would suffocate in an old skin. And now I want you to let that reflect inside of you and hold that wisdom within yourself. So when you are asked to make a decision, when you are asked to be different, when you are ready to take that invitation to die within this lifetime, right? The same way that I shed the life of being an emergency room nurse, and I didn't shed it a little bit at a time. I shed it all at once because if I didn't wedge my head between that rock and pull that skin off, rip that skin off, I would have suffocated in that old life. And that is the beauty of transformation. That is the beauty of death and rebirth because look at who I am today, right? And so the serpent is a, a creature of transformation. And in shamanism... It's the teaching of, of shedding and changing and allowing and listening, right? Listening to the, to the instinct, the natural instinct. I mean, it's even represented in medicine, right? The, the medicine symbol is a serpent climbing up a fucking, I don't know, what is that, a sword? I don't know. I never paid attention to that shit. Um, but anyway, it's been de depicted in the Bible as an evil entity, a demon, a devil, okay? That's the serpent in the, in the eyes of the church. It's the devil, all right? But in the eyes of divine feminine wisdom, in the eyes of the wild woman, in the eyes of that which is oldest and truest of wisdom, that is the medicine that comes straight from the earth. And to listen to that of the serpent is to trust in the divine timing of God. Now, Lilith was the first wife of Adam. Adam then married Eve. Eve became pregnant. Lilith helped deliver that baby. 
And as the story is told, right, the serpent offered forbidden fruit, right? And, and much to what many of us know to be true is you know, that forbidden fruit is not the apple. It wasn't, it wasn't an apple. That forbidden fruit is the placenta, in fact. I know, earth-shattering, right? Now, the message there being eat from that which nourishes life. The placenta is the nourishment center for the fetus. Eat from that which nourishes life. Okay? Now, when we think back, right, and of course, why would, why would the church support any sort of, um, any sort of life-giving um, practice, right? Ancient knowing, ancient knowledge from, from the earth, from our ancestors, from that which we know to be good, Eating that placenta is the nourishment that Eve needed to, to help that life flourish outside of her. Now, I know a lot of you are like, oh my God, that's fucking disgusting. But listen, to each his own, I think that there is, there is deep wisdom in all practices that, you know, that may feel taboo or strange or whatever. So... We're not going to, we're going to leave the judgment at the door. All right. However you feel about that, you feel about that. Let it feel weird inside of you. Let yourself contract. Let yourself feel like, oh, well, that's very interesting because I think the Kardashians did that. Like, just let yourself be with how that makes you feel and we're going to move forward. Okay. Now, Lilith then became an afterthought. Okay. Lilith was put down and really her only desire was to be equal. Not better than, but to be equal. To stop being told what to do, okay, or how to do it. She was, she was oppressed, repressed. I mean, like most women today, right? But there came a point with Lilith that she said, um, I, I, I can't fucking do this anymore. You are not going to treat me this way anymore. She stood up for herself. Lilith stood up for herself. And she said, no, not me, not anymore. You're going to treat me with respect. You're going to treat me as an equal. I am not falling for this anymore. And she threatened to leave and she did leave. And what did they do? They dragged her back. The grief and the rage and the pain of years that she had been holding, right? I mean, we've all had this experience where... You know, we, we're fucking done. We're done, right? I want you to feel that feeling for a second. 
bring to the surface a time where you were just so fucking fed up that you were done and the level of rage in your body, it's, it's a feeling, right? There isn't one person listening right now who does not know what rage feels like. Okay. And so she's a, she's a divine goddess. She's a a divine feminine archetype. They, this is thousands of years of, of rage that had built up. And so she leaves, they drag her back. Everything that she stuffed down comes up. Okay. And that whole feminine, get back in your place, go back to your subservient place, Lilith. You know, the next, like, if you leave, you're in big trouble. Go back to your good girl, hush, hush, keep it quiet, keep it polite. And, and, you know, every, we'll, we'll forget about this. But if you do this again, and this is the story, if you do this again, if you leave, we will kill your children one by one. If you don't obey, if you keep speaking up, if you keep taking up space, if you keep disagreeing, if you keep holding your ground, if you keep demanding more, we will kill your children one by one. We won't even kill you. We're going to kill your children because we want you to suffer. We want you to feel it. Could you imagine? We will kill your children. And they did. They killed her children. Think about the pain and the rage, the grief and the loss. She takes you there. Lilith The lesson of Lilith takes you into your shadow. She is shadow work. She is divine, dark, feminine energy. She is what is awakening in each of us today, especially in the wake of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. She takes you into the pain, the frustration, and not just from this life. She takes you into your karmic background, okay? Your past lives, your ancestral lineage. Lilith takes you there. And there's a wildness to it, okay? She is the wild woman. She she is the wild woman. She said, no, fuck you, fuck your systems, fuck everything that you're telling me, fuck you. I am worthy of being an equal and you will treat me as such. That was her message. Primal, raw, animalistic. That's Shakti. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about Shakti. Life force energy. That is Lilith. She awakens your rage. She takes you back to the places where you were told to be silent when you wanted to cry. When you were told, uh, not here. Okay. Shh. We're not going to show that level of emotion here. Right. Or 
you're a part of, we're a part of a church. We don't do insert whatever here. We're a part of a country club. We don't do that here. Right? All of those boundaries, all of those societal, uh, what's the word I'm like, fences that you can see right through, but it still blocks you from moving forward. Yeah. Lilith liberates. She opens, awakens, she purifies us. But first we have to feel it. And thanks to this new moon in Cancer, we are going to feel it. And this is not low-level distorted Lilith eating babies and stealing men's sexuality. That is what they used to depict her as. That is what many people know her as, is this winged, fanged, horrifying energy, right? That steals men's sexuality and eats babies and is just the most horrendous and horrifying, heinous creature, right? Of course they did. Of course they did. Because divine, dark, feminine power should scare you. It should scare you. But now we're going to talk about how archetypal energy lives on, okay? How it ascends, all right? Because there's three, there's three levels to this, okay? Archetypal energy lives dormant. Then it lives distorted. And then it lives divine, okay? So this is the awakening of this dark divine feminine energy is this overturning of Roe versus Wade. This is the awakening. This is the jumpstart. This is the initiatory cardinal Cancer energy, new moon jump point, conjunct Lilith, the dark goddess, that of the shadow, fucking unearthing that which causes absolute transformation. Like this is the beginning. This is the beginning of a new wave of healing. This is the beginning. This is, these are the waters, right? These are chaotic and dark waters that we're swimming through, but this is it. This is why we are here. Women, this is why we are here and we need to get in touch with our dark feminine, that good girl self. Men, we need to get in touch with the good boy, right? Because men have had the same experience. It's not that, you know, it's not that goddess energy speaks directly to woman, right? But woman embodies that goddess. Men, it's, it's of, of this deep understanding of this energy that exists that you have the ability to tap in and use it to heal and nurture and care for yourself. To unearth that toxic masculinity to, to, to bring light to that so that there can be a deeper healing, a deeper collective healing. And that is what this alignment brings to us. That is what this past week is bringing to us is this, it's this great wave of further awakening towards the truth. And thanks to the, this conjunction with 
with Lilith, we are being given an opportunity to really feel that rage, really feel it, really investigate it, express it, and then to nurture ourselves with that Shakti energy, that Shakti power, and move forward in the divine archetype. Okay, now what we are experiencing right now is we are in stage two of Lilith and I'm going to go through the three stages of Lilith so that there's more of a understanding of where you are individually and so that we can also see how that applies to the broader spectrum, the collective consciousness. Okay, so like I said, archetypal energy lives dormant first. Okay, and this is stage one. This is the repression This is the wild woman repressed. This is the silencing, the dampened, okay? The the save that for later or don't cry. It makes you look weak. It's the stay in line, okay? It's that trying to live inside the lines of that which is expected, okay? And knowing that it is suffocating. It's keeping the skin on. Okay, it's keeping that serpent skin over your head until you're almost fucking choked out by the lack of oxygen. But then something happens, okay? We awaken. And awakening is not pretty for everyone. Just like the tower in tarot, the tower card comes and shows you that shit is coming down that the house is crumbling, that it's time to really see the truth of what is is coming to a close here, okay? And when we get sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's what leads to change. Now, Lilith experienced this, and it was Pandora's box fucking flying open, okay? running rampant, okay, rampant with rage and and this manipulative and toxic feminine energy, okay, I want you to feel it, really feel it. She used sex to manipulate, right, that's the, the prostitute, and listen, we're not, there is no shame here, there, this is the story of Lilith, This is the way that it was translated down the line. I have no, uh, go sex workers, good for y'all. Like, fucking do it up. I'm into it. Do it. You know, I have, that's, that's how that works. But here, there was a deep and mischievous energy running wild. It was She gets what she fucking wants in the wake of destruction, right? She leaves that wake of destruction. I will do anything I crave. I don't care what the fucking consequences are. I'm going to be fucking wild. If I want to fuck 10 people, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to laugh in your face. I'm going to take revenge. I'm going to cheat on my partner, right? That is stage two Lilith. Stage two Lilith is, is dark. <laughs> She's fucking dark. She's awakened to her oppression. And now everything inside of her is saying, go fucking wild. Nobody owns you. Nobody holds you. Nobody tells you what to do. 
fucking own it. And it's destructive because she does not yet know the divinity of her darkness, the divinity of her power, the fact that there is a lesson to be seen here. Okay, this is stage two Lilith, and this is where we are as a country. Okay, stage two Lilith is the processing of shadow work. This is the space where we dive deeper and deeper and deeper into the pain and the rage and the suffering and the sadness and the frustration and all of the times you were told you were something other than what you are, what you know to be true in the depths of your heart. This is the awakening of that preteen, right? This is like a preteen stage where we punch holes in walls and, and rip down curtains and throw shoes at mirrors and they blast open, right? Like that is the energy of stage two Lilith. And we can feel the immaturity of it, right? Can you feel the immaturity of, of stage two Lilith? And a good conscious, you know, contemplation here. Where do you recognize this part in you? Right? This is a good journaling question. Where do I make and, and do I still, right? Was there a part of me that made decisions within rage first? Just reflecting back on that person, right? Because it may be you now. But I know that every part of me that used to move from a space of rage, that used to react from a space of anger, frustration, pent up, right? All of that force, that Shakti energy, that negative dark force that needs to be expressed in a divine way has been transformed through my returning back to self, through my own rewilding practices, through my ability to sit with myself in my discomfort and investigate my pain with curiosity. We can have compassion for immature stage two Lilith, but I fear that that's where we are today as a society. And that level of rage unchecked or untransmuted, I'll say, can be a really dangerous and destructive place to be. That I can have anything I want and I will do anything I want because fuck you, right? That's the feeling. Stage two Lilith is that version of feminism that wants to chop the balls off of every man in the country, okay? It's toxic femininity. It's manipulative it's rageful but moving from fear rather than love okay now this stage is where we learn the most about ourselves this is that shadow work stage that i was talking about and this new moon in cancer is gifting us this lens of nurturing mothering care in the depths of this, this dark soil, okay? In the depths of this darkness that we're sitting in, 
right? This, I mean, I woke up after hearing that decision and I, I was absolutely enraged. I'm an emergency room nurse, right? I'm a, tra- I, a trauma and psych nurse. So every level of, of women's health I have seen in its most intense and high stakes um, experience, situation, right? The number of women that I have had to talk through their, their miscarriage, their abortion, their ectopic pregnancy, their almost, you know, their, their hemorrhaging, their, I mean, you name it, I've seen it and I've dealt with it and I've held the hearts of women in a space of complete insanity that, that I can't even imagine the depth of their pain, right? And so I woke up just not only confused and not only heartbroken, but just, just there was a part of me that was enraged, right? But there is a deeper part of me that knows how to harness that now, knows my worth, knows my equality, knows my power, and that is where I move from, and that is where we go into stage three, okay, the divine stage, right? Stage two is the distorted stage. Stage two is like the ego battle stage. It's like, I know I have power, but how will I yield it, right? And then it's just, it becomes this preteen chaotic mess. And then we see the error of our ways, right? We see that we can handle this differently. We see that we can change this by changing how we use that rage, how we use that energy, that Shakti, that power, okay? And stage three, Lilith, is the sacred, dark, divine goddess, the gift. This is high-level energy. It's pure. This is a a take-no-bullshit but not from a place of fear, okay? This is the take no bullshit, but it's from a place of love. This is the mirror. This is heart-connected, heart-centered, womb-connected, womb-centered, a place of love, nurturing, knowing the depths of what is good. Not through fear, not through rage, but from love because there is a better way. There is a higher seat. There is a, a vantage point. There is a, a, you know, in shamanism, this is eagle medicine. So this is, or this is like, yeah, this is eagle medicine. This is higher perspective, higher knowing. This is the end of the shamanic medicine wheel right? It's, it's taking higher and higher vantage points. There is no, there are no boundaries. That perspective is everything. Stage three Lilith is, is, has beautiful boundaries, healthy boundaries that demand equality and worth, right? She, she fought 
and fought for just to be seen as an equal. And all of that rage and all of that pain that for holding that vision and it not coming to fruition, right? And at that transforming into this rage, this fucking, oh, I feel it. I know what it feels like to be that angry. I know what it feels like to feel that suppressed and, and the, the heart-centered, heart-bursting urge to break free, right? And then when you do break free, And you do realize your power, your divinity, your seat at the table as woman or as man, but in the most divine and elegant and and graceful knowing of, of, you know, primordial um, understanding, right? This is not just this life's um, wisdom that that I yield. This is lifetimes. I sit from a seat of lifetimes of knowing. And I really do, a majority of the time, I am stage three, right? I'm, I'm a stage three Lilith, all right? I'm not fighting you. I'm telling you. You're not mandating me. I'm telling you no, and you will not. You cannot make me. I am my own authority. This is self-authority. And this divine wisdom, these divine teachings, this is not man-made laws. These are laws of the universe. These cannot be fucked with. These exist, period. There is no one up there changing the fucking... Uh, constitution, right? The divine uh, cosmic constitution. Nobody's up there altering the lessons and the laws of the universe. The pairings, the elements, the relationships of all that is earth, all that is nature, all that is divinely orchestrated and divinely timed. No one is up there changing these things. And that is where I operate from, from truth, from knowing, from love. And so this conjunction is asking that we refrain from entering that stage two, I'm going to chop the balls off of every motherfucker that lives because I am woman, I have power, and use this new moon in cancer energy to take the reflective seat, sit near the reflective pool, okay? Investigate, feel it. Feel your rage, feel your anger, feel your frustration, feel the oppression, feel it all. Let yourself, every cell in your body, feel it. But do not act from there. We are far more intelligent and far more advanced than anyone, any one of those fucking idiots can imagine, okay? And that's why they repress us. That's why we are oppressed, right? That woman as a blanket statement is not seen as equal. And, you know, I won't get into the, the argument of equality of the genders because there's far too much debris floating in the universe from all of the ego battles that we have with all of these... Um, 
pronouns and all of these different self-identifications and X, Y, Z, okay? But I will say that when we harness our feminine energy, when we harness our divine feminine energy, there is no force on earth that is equal to that of a woman who can channel her rage into action and not into destructive, revengeful, manipulative action, but true, forceful action, okay? We are each a force of nature. The combining of masculine and feminine energies, and we are healing them both at the same damn time. But right now is not the time to fight fire with fire. We do not fight toxic masculinity or the patriarchy with with this level of rage. We harness it. We use it. We nurture it. And we create something that completely transforms and transcends what we know as our current reality. Destruction is not the answer. Reclamation is the answer. Standing in our truth is the answer. Owning our wisdom, owning our understanding, owning our sexuality, owning our shadow, but not using it through unconscious expressions. That's a manipulation. That's movement from fear. If we are true to what we know, we are not moving from fear because what we know cannot be altered. We are divine feminine power. This is a force. We are a force of nature. We are both creator and destroyer of worlds. We birth life and there is not one structure or person on earth who can contend with the power of the divine feminine and especially the power of the dark divine feminine. And so let us use this. Let us sit by the reflecting pool. Let this cancer energy nurture us so that we can fully feel and process what just happened. The energy of what just happened is not a permanent, stagnant, static, stuck energy. We are forces of nature. We are constantly changing, constantly moving. And if we can digest this rage, feel it, and, and in that feeling, use it to create, then we can transform. But if we take that rage and instead act from that rage, from stage two, we are doing ourselves a disservice. We're really minimizing our own power by operating from a place of absolute rage and not calculating from love. There is a divine way of moving through this. And I know that there are so many women 
and men who are out there speaking on behalf of this heinous and fucking ridiculous um, uh, decision from two uh, sex offenders. Um, But this is the great awakening, people. This is it. What did I say? I said this uh, six years ago. Something's coming. Something's coming. Something is here and something's coming and things are changing. Something feels weird. Something feels off. And here we are changing rapidly. Circumstance after circumstance. Oppression after oppression. Manipulation and control after manipulation and control. Right? And here we are. We're in the in-between. We're in the moments between feeling, right? We really have to feel this and then doing. And so it is my hope that with this knowing that we can transform that stage two Lilith into that stage three divine feminine, you know, it's, it's moving from fear will destroy our earth. It will destroy, it will destroy us. And so sure, if you're in a position where you're like in a breakup and you know, you full of rage and now you just want to go fuck everything, you know, everything that you see. I encourage you to take a a pause. Take a sacred pause. And ask yourself where you're moving from. Ask yourself what these decisions are rooted in. If you're making decisions that you're like, oh, whatever, I don't fucking care. I want you to take that sacred pause, right? Are you moving from love or are you moving from fear? Love is freedom. Fear is control. Love is openness. Fear is contracted. Okay? If you're continuing to contract and continuing to make yourself smaller and you feel that rage building inside of you, I encourage you to do your own investigation and connection to Lilith, the archetype of Lilith, because she is freedom. The power to feel our feelings fully without being told we are too big, too loud, too wordy, talk too much, right? Take up too much space. You know, the calm down. Who else gets fucking pissed off by calm down, right? You don't tell me what to do. I will own this feeling. I will feel this feeling in its fullness. And don't you dare try to stop me. That's the seat I sit in. God bless Chris, because man, is this man like moving through some serious lessons with me. No one tells me what to do because I am my own boss. I am my own provider, my own protector. I am mine, 
right? Yeah, I'm no one else's but mine. I make the decision. And that's the, that's the place I move from. And that can be very threatening to a lot of people because it takes a certain level of knowing oneself, understanding that we have to move through that level two to get to here. We have to feel the shadow. We have to see the, the error, right? To see the error of our ways, the misinterpretation or the mistransmutation of energy, right? Rage is an energy. And if we use that rage to manipulate or to hurt or to harm or to, to you know, try to control, then we are taking our lower seat. We can use that same energy to educate, to show so that others may see from a higher seat, a higher perspective, a perspective of love, a perspective of compassion and empathy and tenderness for the human condition, right? It's not about villainizing everyone. It's about understanding where we move from. The, the, the collective wound, the collective pain that we all move from, we're all learning from and we're all suffering from together, right? And if, if you know, I don't go home until we all go home. You don't go home until we all go home. And so it's a collective effort. Healing is a collective venture. And so placing blame or using that rage and that fury to fuel other fires that are burning down houses, while yes, it is satisfying, it is not getting us to where we need to be. And that is in our higher seat, our higher perspective, our knowingness that this is not the way it's going to be. And we are going to operate from a cool, calm, collected space because we've felt our rage, we've transmuted our rage, and now we know because we have created from it. We've created something from it that you cannot take away. And it's not something tangible. It's an energy. It's a knowing. It is Shakti. It is power. It is that depth of understanding from the root up to the crown, the Kundalini awakening that we are of divine source energy and that no one can take our divinity from us. No one can take our crown, our throne from us in this kingdom that we are creating together. No one can take what is true, what is real, and what is true, true and real is of God and God is love. Is that not the teaching? Love is what is real, okay? When we move from any other seat other than love, any other seat other than compassion and understanding, forgiveness, then we are contributing to a, a lower vibrational experience that we have already begun dissolving as a collective. The house of cards is fucking burning, right? And so how can we position ourselves in our higher seat how can we operate from our highest expression? It's by using this divine feminine energy to birth forward a new beginning. And that is the beauty of this moon. That is the beauty of this energy. If we allow ourselves, if we give ourselves permission to feel our feelings, to be fully present within our experience, then we are giving ourselves the gift of shedding of the serpent transforming. It is our divine right to experience joy 
and it breaks my heart to see the condition of the human experience. But at the same time, it empowers me because there is a lesson in everything that we, we experience, both as individuals and as a collective. And to really be present with our pain and our rage and our fury, it can birth one of the most powerful beginnings known to mankind. And that's what we're here ushering in. And I've got to say that I have so much gratitude um, for those of you who tune in, for those of you who are listening, for my clients, for, for everyone who contributes to this portal, right? This portal of healing, this vortex of high vibrational energy and understanding and the commitment to knowing that which we don't know and letting it be okay that we don't know anything or everything or you know having that that compassion and empathy for this journey is is really the only way to move forward so i'm sending you lots of love sending you expanding awareness as always and please feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you thought about this um about this talk I think it's highly valuable to have interactions that discuss, you know, the seat that I sit in as well, because I too am learning. Um, and the more we expand upon a thought together, you know, the, the bigger that, that experience or that vortex or that portal becomes, right? It's a shared thought, a shared experience, a shared moving forward. So please feel free to reach out to me. And uh, yeah, that's what I've got for you guys. Until next time.